dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. We back at it. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. You can't make this up podcast. Episode 130. 130. Wow. Lots of pods for you to enjoy. They are on SoundCloud. They're on iTunes. One day we'll get up on uh, YouTube, but that takes a little bit more work than the other way. But yeah. we'll get it up on there eventually. Click and give us a like. Share yeah. us with a friend this week. You yeah, know. five stars on iTunes. Be nice to your boys, man. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. How was your week? Man, hectic week, bro. Was hectic it? week. Not hectic work-related because this is the fourth quarter. Record labels start to shut down, so they stop nagging you about music. So mm. really ain't been getting inundated with everybody new music. putting in them holiday dates. Yeah, everybody's on vacation. People are trying to use up those vacation <laughs> days before the end of the year. So kind of slow at the station. Really just doing my show, normal type of stuff. Yeah. So I always tell people I hate the winter because of the weather, but I love it because only got to really concentrate on one thing at work. It's not a million Relax your things. shoulders a little yeah, bit. Yeah, man. It's not festivals out the yin-yang, parades out the yin-yang, football games. It's not all these things that's going on. It's really just, hey, man, go do a good radio show. Yeah. And I can do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But on the personal side, you know, Christmas is right around the corner. So enjoy. Christmas, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> with Christmas comes Christmas shopping, and that is one of the, my most hated activities Known to mankind. I told myself this year, I'm not getting that, like, I got to get X, Y, and Z gift anxiety this year. Like, everybody going to get a little love. It's going to be from the heart. Yeah. And we're going to keep it moving. Keep it pushing. <laughs> keep it pushing. Hopefully they made some ham and mom made her mac and cheese and, you know, yeah, watch some football you know and just chill I, out. I'm, I'm taking on that approach this year, and that's something the wife has tried to get me to do years. She's been trying to get me to do that for years. Like, you just take it way too serious. You be like, you're overthinking it. So, you know what? I was like, you know what? You're right. So, basically, almost everybody outside of my mom, brother, uh, is getting gift cards. Oh, yeah. Like, so I took a poll on the air. It's like, how young is too young for gift cards? Yeah. So, I got uh, nephews, my homeboys, kids, and everything like that. Like, yo. I don't know where to get these little niggas. Right. <laughs> and back in the day, like... It almost felt like that was the lazy way out. Yeah. <laughs> to give somebody a gift card instead of taking the, you know, put some thought into it how everybody wants you to do. But it's 2018, 2019. Like, like you say, so many people are doing so many things. It's just easier to be like, hey, Go if you, you, you want to use this gift for a tank of gas, that's on you, brother. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if that's going to help you, hey, that's one week's of gas. Hopefully, you know, Merry Christmas. Yeah, know? man. So that's all I've been on, man. <laughs> uh, but. What really drove me crazy was trying to find my grandmother this one particular gift. You know, at Thanksgiving, we're at the dinner table, me, the wife, my grandmother, my little cousin, and her boyfriend. We're just talking or whatever, conversating or whatever. And she mentioned something called mincemeat. Not hip. Neither was I. <laughs> 
So my little cousin was like, yeah, um, my aunt used to make this. Da, 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 da. I was like, mince meat, like a mince meat pie is like it's a meat pie. And everybody break out laughing at me. <laughs> I'm like, and my grandmother's like, you never had mince meat before. It's not meat. It's a it's a pie filling. I was like, well, why do they call it meat? It was like, that's just the name of it. It was like, okay. So she explains it to me. And like, mm-hmm. my uncle used to like eat it out the jar. <laughs> they would make pies, cookies, and all this type of thing. So I'm like, boom. All right, I'm going to get my grandmother some minced meat and get her to make me a pie at there the same go. damn time. You use <laughs> like, what you got to get what boom. you want. So I'm like, oh, piece of cake. It's at the grocery store. What's the worst that could happen? So I'm like, whatever, whatever, whatever. So. I'm a planner, so we plan to go Christmas shopping this weekend. So I'm at Kroger by the radio station. At Kroger yeah. by the radio station. So I'm there. I'm picking up something or whatever. I walk right past the display like, oh, there's the mincemeat. Would have never even looked at it another day of my life, but since it's top of mind, yeah. I see it's like, boom. On Friday when we go do the Christmas shopping, I'm going to come grab it. Easy, breezy, boom. Never heard of that. That's crazy. Friday comes. I go to Kroger right by the radio station, not there. Gone? Gone, gone. Mm. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> they're just sold out. We'll go to another Kroger. So long story short, we do tons of Christmas shopping at the Green, Fairfield Mall, Dayton Mall. Stopped at basically every Kroger this side of the Mississippi, <laughs> every Meyer, every uh, Target on this side of town, no mincemeat. I'm like... Ain't this a bitch? You missed it by a couple days, huh? <laughs> right. Like, thinking to myself, like, yo, all these gift cards I done got, people, and the the few gifts that I got to get, I can't find. Yeah. So, wifey's calling the next morning, finds the mincemeat at Dorothy Lane Market. So, we got to come back to this side of town. And I'm driving. I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, it's going to be at Dorothy Lane Market gonna be a tad more expensive at Dorothy Lane Market. I was like, let's try Kroger at the radio station one more time. On the way to Dorothy. Yeah, one more time. Get to Kroger, hunting, 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 talk to somebody that works there. Wife talked to somebody who works there. They're like, yes, we got something in the back. They go in the back, like, oh, we can't find it. Then the person I was talking to was like, I know I saw it. Check over, blah, 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 in the pies. Long story short, Fountain missed me. Thank goodness my grandmother doesn't listen to the podcast. (laughs) Gonna make my grandmother a nice little gift basket for Christmas. So most of my Christmas shopping is done. I still got to get a couple small items that's going to turn into gift cards because I'm lazy like that. But for the most part, I got everything done in two days. (laughs) I just got to wrap it and ship some stuff off to my aunt. And we good money. Yeah. Your, your, your story reminds me of uh, a story I shared with my kids this week. Um, my kids are doing a uh, color guard type of uh, activity for the winter. And uh, I was taking them to practice. And we was going down, I don't know if you're familiar with State Route 40, going towards Northmont High School. Mm-hmm. There's an Esther Price. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So yeah. my uh, my middle, middle child, we ride. She's like, Daddy, what's Esther Price? I said, don't I have a story about Esther Price? <laughs> so they all with the, oh, here goes another dad story, you know. But when I was in the military, um, the girl I was dating, I was trying to get her something. I know she liked chocolates and stuff. I'm like, Esther Price, I'm 19 years old. 
no no clue about the history and the story of Esther Price. I just knew holiday time. Yeah. Esther Price, you good to go. I don't know the history of Esther Price well, either. Let, so let me share you this story. <laughs> um going to learn today. <laughs> I um I'm in Fort Sill, Oklahoma, and I'm like, I'm just like you. I'm like, let me go to the Walmart and go grab this Esther Price. It'll be the quick gift. That's the price, Teddy Bear. You know that that first gift when you first date, and you gotta be light. You know you don't wanna, yeah. you don't wanna come out the gate with no with no no elevens or nothing. You know, <laughs> you, know you gotta take your time. So, I uh, I'm I'm in Walmart. Up and down, looking for it. I don't see it. I'm asking people, like, you know where the Esther Price candy is? They looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> so leave Walmart, go to the, like the local flower shop. Walk in there, they gotta have it. Excuse me, I have any Esther Price candy here? Looking at me like I'm crazy, like I'm speaking a foreign language. So after about four or five stops, I call my mom. I'm like, Mom, you ain't gonna believe this. Like, why don't nobody in Lawton, Oklahoma, know where Esther Price is? And she was like, started laughing. She just bust out laughing. She's like, son, they probably never will. What are you talking about? She was like, Esther Price is an Ohio thing. Like a Midwest Ohio thing. Like, you're not going to find it down there. I'm like, what? It's not Snickers. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> my upbringing, you know, that's that. you walk in somebody's house during the holidays, you liable to find a box of Esther Price candy. Just like the, them cookies that's in that. Blue tin yep. can. <laughs> exactly. That's how I, that's how I felt about it. So I'm I went all over town looking for this stuff, not realizing that it's just an Ohio, you know, Ohio up this way thing. So I had to, had to share them that, and they they laughed at me for uh, being a little a little naive at at 19, I guess. But uh, hey. bruh, want to talk about naive, man? <laughs> <laughs> I was clueless at that age. I'm, Definitely, I'm arguably still clueless about a lot of things, <laughs> right. man. So you said you went out yesterday, right? Yeah, man, we got out the house, man. Me and the me and the wife took a little mental break from the from the jungle gym that is my home. <laughs> uh, we stepped out, just went over to my dude's house, hung out for a little bit, had a little drink, had a little vegetables. <laughs> pull up, drink, pull up, drink. <laughs> hung out, man. But well, we did it. We did. It was about one o'clock, and I'm like, um, I gotta get up at like six thirty this morning. <laughs> so we uh. Brought it home a little late last night, but my uh, my nephew turns two today. Okay, so, young Quinn, happy birthday! I'll make sure you listen to this one day. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna step out for him today. They all don't don't women like to plan stuff on football Sundays? Bruh. We only get like what twenty of these at best. Look, man, <laughs> this is this is something that I have bartered over the years. <laughs> I let her know. Look, man, I'm willing. To give up outside of the Ohio State game Saturdays. I'm willing to give it up, man. Yeah. Even though it's good Saturday night games, you know, the Bama LSU mm. game. I'm willing to give those up if you just let me have this Ohio State game and the Florida State game. Yeah. If you let me have them, we cool. I'm willing to give up NFL games. Just let me have the Steelers game. Yeah. Just let me have that window. And I'm every other Saturday, Friday, Sunday of the year, we can do something. Yeah. But somehow, some way, whenever we go somewhere, like, oh, 
Got to make a quick Kroger run. <laughs> right. It turns into, oh, yeah, I got to make a stop at the dollar store. Oh, yeah, I got to make a stop at Walmart. Oh, yeah. The sun setting. Yeah. <laughs> like, bruh, like what happened to this 30-minute <laughs> store run that turns into three hours, dude? Yep. I don't understand how that constantly happens. And then they hit, you with the, they hit you with the, oh, I forgot about you and your football. Like, <laughs> like, like this is something I knew I'm doing the, just this year. Like, we've, we've just hit our 10-year anniversary, <laughs> young lady. This is mine. Like, what time the Steelers play? They played. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, did y'all win? I don't know. <laughs> I know my team is shit. Everybody on the IR. But, damn it, I would like to, you know, sit back and watch my team. But, of course, in true... Women, woman, fact, fat maybe fashion. She doing, maybe she's doing you a favor. She probably is because <laughs> I probably would be sitting there more on the red zone than I would actually be on CBS. So, Yo, speaking of NFL, man, I'm sure this has happened to you. You're an avid fantasy football player. Yeah, man. Derrick Henry. Man. <laughs> 248 yards, four touchdowns. A 99-yard touchdown run with two mean stiff arms. Franchise records with the likes of Eddie George and others that have been along that route. Balled out. Balled out on Thursday night. He had a little Marshawn Lynch run in him. Oh, man. Busted the Heisman on because he is a former Heisman Trophy winner. It was it was a great game. And it was an even greater game for people that had him in the, on their fantasy team. You know who I had on mine? Deion Lewis. You know who Deion he, Lewis is? The, the other one. Yeah, he starts. <laughs> yes, he's the one that's supposed to get the load. Yeah. And uh, got worked out of his spot last yeah, week. Yeah, so. man. So going into that week, last week, James Conner got hurt. Yeah. So he's out this, like, for two weeks. So I'm like, everybody's like, oh, you got to need to pick up uh, Jalen Samuels. Jalen Samuels, he's going to start. He's a must pick up. So I'm like, all right, man, I got Dalvin Cook. Nice. I got James Conner. Nice. I got Derrick Henry. Nice. I got um, Nick Chubb. Nice. So I'm like, nice, nice I need, I need, I need to have him right. I need to have him right. I dropped Derrick Henry for Jalen Samuels, and he just busted out 49 points in fantasy football. And he never had anything remotely close to Not that. Not even fucking the entire close. year, like. 12s. Yeah. 12s and 11s. That happens at least over the last few years, I've noticed that happens somehow, some way at one point in the season. Because a guy that's not not owned or on somebody's bench. Yeah, because that's what he was on my bench. He wasn't ever playing. He he was like the equivalent of like my Carlos Hyde pick. When Carlos Hyde was in San Fran earlier in the year, he was getting getting some work. Right. Got shipped down to Jacksonville. Yeah. He... He get the plays where the dude can't breathe, and then he gets taken back off. So yeah. he ain't getting no work. Held on to him for like two weeks. I'm like, for what? I had this year in fantasy was one of my most frustrating years because I dominated the first half of the season. Second half of the season was filled with the injury bug. I could not shake people getting hurt. I had Thielen, he went down for a few uh. weeks. I got AJ, he down for good. I had Dalton on my bench, he down for good. I've I've lost so many people this year. I had Kurt from uh Arizona. He he IR. So many people got hurt. I've lost like the last six weeks. I'm on like a six week losing streak. Missed the playoffs by like the seventh seed. Like I'm one seed out. 
fighting for the first pick now. That's how our league does it. We top six play for the money. Bottom bottom six play for the you know top pick. So bruh, week. This is the playoffs, and I had fifty points with me, and I let it fly out the window. But you know what? It's probably for the best because he wouldn't have started. I wouldn't have had him in my starting yeah. lineup. So if he'd have got that on my bench, I'd probably been even more pissed. That's the uh, if you see that, like if you, because then you doing the math in your head, like <laughs> like if I would have took off the minus twelve at fifty, <laughs> then I would have killed them. You know, like you, you're always out there doing that. So it's best just to be like, he ain't do this all year. There was no reason for you to have him anyway. Who thought that Tennessee would be, you know, powerhouse running the ball with their backup? <sighs> And he and him getting and it was like 15, 18 carries. It wasn't even nothing like Yeah. It was chunks at a time. Forty yards, fifty yards, ninety nine yards, <laughs> chunks, four <laughs> touchdowns. I mean, you can't predict that. Man. Oh man, it's all bad, man. Hey man, I sent you a video this week. You did. Jay Quan. Yeah. People remember Jay Quan. Everybody the in one the club. to the two to the three trips. to the four. Hood hop. What yeah, you think man. about that, man? Man, that was when I when I when I got that, I was kind of like running around. I'm like, I do want to see this. So, um, me and I got my uh, I got a new smart TV a few months ago, okay. so I've been utilizing the the Netflix and YouTube buttons quite quite frequent. And uh, I was like, I'm watching this on the TV. So, of course, I'm about eight nine minutes into this 25 or so minute yeah. video, and a uh, wife walks in. What you watching? <laughs> she started. She sit down. I'm like, oh, she's trying to tune in. So I just stop, rewind it back to the beginning, <laughs> press play, go make me a sandwich while she catch up. <laughs> but uh, we we sat back and watched that, and it was, it was crazy. It was just you know, like you say, you you wonder where these people go. Like right. you know, they had that run. You know that that to me was one of the I think best times in in the club. You know, as far as that those those years go and the music and what people were doing. I like how they were partying. Mm-hmm. You know, you would, you would come out to get all sweaty and, and ruin your hair that you just paid all this money for, and your outfit. You know, getting all janked up, spilled drinks on it, wilding out. So yeah, it, it was. We sat back and watched that, and almost just like, damn, who knew? Right, exactly. Who knew? Who knew he was <laughs> sleeping out of? His uncle's car. Yeah. Who knew he was homeless? Who knew he was selling drugs at such a young age? Who knew at 12 years old he had to decide whether yeah. it was going to be mom gave him the, if you're going to stay here at school, you're going to rap, you got to go. Whew. At 12. 12. My, my oldest turned 11 next month. <laughs> and I'm like, no way in hell. This is her last year in the crib. Like You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Crazy. Growing up fast. Crazy. Growing up fast. And from everything I took from the little doc, man, like, these are all choices he made. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, from the gist of it, it didn't seem, sound like he was in the streets like that to, mm-hmm. to push him that way. He wanted to be a rapper and yeah. his moms wasn't on it. Like, education, education. But yeah. he wanted that. And lucky for him, it worked out for a short term. But I look at it from the perspective of when his record company folded and a new company came in to take over and Jermaine Dupri quote-unquote, tried to save his career and say, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to produce his next album. It's going to be a hit. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But the record label was like, no, nah, hands off. Yeah. So it's just crazy how much a producer can help a career like that, like a Jermaine Dupri. I mean, you look at, hell, we can look at a little Bow Wow. Mm-hmm. Look at how Bow Wow's career started with, was with Jermaine Dupri. He left Jermaine Dupri or Jermaine Dupri left him, whatever, how it went. 
put out a couple projects, Brick, yeah. went back to Jermaine Dupri, back to where he was supposed to be. Yeah. Producers play a big role in that. They do. Picking the music. That that's why I was strategizing. So, I was so shocked with uh his artist Dondria. Mm. You know, when when she had that that hot song out that couple summer, like what, five, six, seven, eight summers ago. Yeah. And uh, didn't have good sales as far as the, the package, you know, as far as the, the album. But, you know, she's still, because I feel of, you know, the YouTube presence, the association with Jermaine Dupri, yeah. she's still able to eat and make money and, and perform. I've seen her on, you know, random things here on out, but it never got to that boom, that real big boom you want. Some get that boom. Some are chasing it their whole career, and it's just it's just weird how, like you say, we consume it, we we handle music. It's it's, it's changing the next so yeah. fast. It's I changing. mean, even like that. I mean, there's no secret that it's in music. There's always one hit wonders. Oh yeah. Or in Jay Kwan's case, one point five hits. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I I personally like Hood Hop better than Tipsy, but hey. Yeah, I mean both <laughs> both are definitely staples in the in the Killer Kev playlist. Hey. But it, like you say, it's a. Uh, I probably would give it to Hood Hop too. I think I would give it to Hood Hop. But uh, the masses love Tipsy. They do. They do. Because I mean, it got major crossover appeal. I mean, you could just even look at that that space and time. You know, saying the the clothing, the hairstyles, mm-hmm. the the everything, the presentation of music, the presentation of videos. That's like when videos. We're still costing a million dollars to make. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Now we got dudes shooting videos on their iPhone, and we gonna keep it. We gonna edit it on I, the iPhone. I had and to we tell you put about seven tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they were the big budget videos, dancers, professional dancers, yeah. not just strippers. Yeah. Dancers, like yo, it's a whole show. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's I mean, hell, that's what uh, the 106 and Park era. Yeah, and that was a major part in. That's crazy in how long that's been gone. Yeah, you know that. 106 was one of the shows that you would complain about on your way to tuning in. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm about to just, it's Freestyle Friday. I mean, let me slide over here real quick. It should be about there. You know, let me go check it out. You will watch it and kind of like a, uh, this ain't, you know, where AJ and Free at? You know, you, you all, everybody has, has their favorite, their favorite host, their favorite time of the show. But you don't realize, like, that was, that was a hard show to kind of lose for yeah. the, for the culture as far as like, well, things have to change now because we still got to consume this music. Yeah. And we still got to push this music to the masses. But that show kind of helped bring it together for you. you yeah, know, yeah, you, yeah. You, I mean, shoot, even shows like Yo TV Raps, mm-hmm. Rap City, Ticket in, in the Basement. Shoot, I remember Joe Claire used to host Rap City. Yeah. Shit, Joe Claire had Biggie's last interview. Crazy. Crazy, dog. Crazy. And I remember watching that video. You know what I'm saying? I remember Biggie got murdered. And then, like, a week later, they aired that video. It was so eerie to watch it. Like, man, Big's gone. Got an mm-hmm. interview. Got an album coming out. It's just crazy. Crazy how, mm, man. Time see, don't see, stop. People ain't going to get that from the Breakfast Club. You know, they will. I mean, that's where, that's that's that's, that's kind of like our musical, you know, you can watch it on TV, listen to it on the radio. That's yeah. kind of where you go for your morning fix, you know, per se. And I just... I wish it was something the kids could come home to and check out. You yeah, know, I yeah, wish they yeah, could yeah. get off the bus and be hyped to let me run home so I can catch this last 10, 15 minutes of whatever, you know. Is it like that? It's not like that for your kids at all? I like, mean, it's no, not. because they don't, they don't have to feel like they're missing nothing. They can just, let me pull this up on the on the internet real quick. 
on the iPad they have at school during lunch, you know, <laughs> or, or whatever. Let me let me get home. Like my my daughter, she's uh this week it's uh dance. You know, mm-hmm. this week she her and her friends want to start a dance crew and they wanna she at that age, yeah, where they wanna they wanna they got somebody on the fashion, somebody on the on the <laughs> music, somebody on the choreography. They want parents' help. They want costumes. They want five, ten dollars here and there. Chop, chop. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, that was that was kind of me, you know, the she of course is the girl version, but that mm-hmm. was kind of me in the, you know, I wanted to find something entertainment. You know, I, I music was my life. I I I if I would have had YouTube and I would have had some of the channels they have today, yeah, I would have really struggled to keep that C average up. <laughs> it would have really got tough because uh, I was already lost in the sauce in the '90s. I can't imagine what it's like now to have to, you know, like I, I pressure my kid all the time. You bring home your words to study. You bring home your. Oh, I left it. Oh well, if you left that, you left this iPad in my drawer for the night too, because uh, <laughs> it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't I left my work and we gonna turn up to YouTube all night. Like, no, nope, I left it. Time yeah. to watch so and so. Nim nim Man, oh man, I yeah, love man. you. I love YouTube, man. YouTube is oh, a man. is a is like a a hole that you can just like. So YouTube's like the comic session. Mm-hmm. You go into the comments and you start reading people's comments and you just like these people are scum of the earth. Next thing you know, you hour deep into reading comments on a comment page just like same thing on youtube you find one video on youtube about anything mm-hmm. like oh change your light socket you end <laughs> up watching 12 of them oh yeah and you're like man i can change the light socket <laughs> mine this week was uh record pools I, mm. I, I belonged to one record pool for a while <laughs> and i'm like you know I, I know there's others i know it's you know but let, let me go you know hear what people have to say so you start searching for it, like you say. You find one video, one person's opinion on their couch or in their in their kitchen, and it's like, let me make sure he know what he talking about. <laughs> so let me watch somebody else's, make sure they talk on the same kind of level. And before you know it, you done spent two hours watching about record pools, and at the end of the day, you still ain't decided which one you want to even consider trying. Bro, so, been there, been there. Yeah. Like, all right, we're gonna start this movie at eight o'clock. <laughs> I'm like, let me finish watching this video. Next thing I know, it's ten o'clock. It's like we're going to watch that movie tomorrow yep. because I <laughs> tricked off two hours on fucking YouTube. Yeah, man. Bro, let me tell you a quick story. Yeah. So way back in 2011, these sneakers that I'm wearing right now. My favorites. Yes. Too bad they are also, size 13. No, they're 10 and a half. <laughs> they're my size. The Concord Jordan 11. Yeah. A.K.A. the patent leather 11s. A.K.A. the boys the men 11s. A.K.A. the 45s. Yeah, the 45. Yeah, the yeah. 45. So these joints came out back in 2011. I'm going to keep this quick as possible. Back in those days in the sneaker era, it was absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Not only just crazy with the, the reselling of sneakers, like people just camping out for sneakers. So I was in Cleveland. At the time, uh, it was over a holiday weekend. The wife and I went to four different malls in Cleveland. We were ripping and running, Foot Locker, Champs. And back in those days, it was first come, first serve. Okay. There's no raffles, there's yeah. no online raffles. That This release started that. See, the closest I got to, to getting involved in the sneaker world was back when it was first come, first serve. So, yeah. the really, the, the camping out was the yeah. real deal. You yeah, know? it was really real. <laughs> so, we get up to the last ditch effort, the only mall that was opening at 
the correct time. They were going to open at 10 o'clock Beachwood Mall. Everybody else was opening at like at 7 and 8 o'clock. And it was just a madhouse everywhere. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I got to have these shoes. It's my favorite shoe of all time. I had them when they first came out. Had them again when they re-released again. I got to have them. Every time these shoes come out, I got to have them. When was the first one? They first came out in like 95. That's what I was thinking. Because if I remember, I'm not a shoe guy. But if I remember, the front of the shoe was darker on the 95 or they changed it or they, people they changed thought, yeah it. people thought they would change yeah something like that i just remember that being a topic in the day you yeah know? <laughs> so they they came out then i got them then i actually got uh myself and i got my brother a pair because my brother was at central state and you know what I'm saying i was big money Working at a country club, I had plenty of money. Should I, <laughs> I have more money then? Money. I had more money then than I got right now. I tell you that, boy. Being 17 years old, making ten dollars an hour, I tell you, yeah, <laughs> what a life, right? <laughs> so we're at the mall, man, and you can see the line outside. So we're driving around. Wife said, "I'm about to just let me out, and I'm gonna get in line." And um, see if you can get in another way. I'm like, you sure? Like, it's crazy out here. Like, right. every place that we went to was insane. Like, people fighting in line. No, bro, that's my spot in line. But my wife being my wife, she knows how to handle herself. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. So I find another way into the mall. I see these dudes going to the side door where, mm. where the custodian dudes is yeah. at. Like, dude slid them some money. And he's like. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I got up yeah. in there. So we're in the food court. The cops are like circling to make sure nobody's in there. I'm hiding underneath a table. Wow. Trying to get some damn sneakers. It's because you couldn't be in there yet? No, wasn't uh. supposed to be in there yet. So then, like, you see dudes like popping up, boom, 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 all over the food court or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and like you can see across the mall where the people are supposed to be. Uh-huh. And all you hear is this one dude is like, hey, man, we got to get over to Foot Locker before they open that door. Because if they let them in, we we a wrap. And somebody's like, man, go see where the security guard at. Somebody go out there. Like, you went that way. You went that way. I stood up. Do one of these trucks. Uh-huh. Everybody took off. We turned the corner. The line still long as fuck. I'm like, oh, we was in our heads. We're like, oh, we gonna, gonna be first, be first thirty. Line. Yeah. We gonna be good money. So I'm in line. They finally like come out a finish line. They coming out. What size you know? They going to each person. Each person. Boom, give them a ticket. Boom, give them a ticket. They get to me. He's like, what size you need? I was like, a, a ten and a half. I see her. Okay, you got a ten and a half. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Only ten and a half they had left. The last the one. The last ten and a half. Bunch so, of people behind you. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> fucked. They they're fucked. So I haven't even talked to the wife yet. And then you hear all these people coming in. She's in line or whatever. Like I'm calling her. I was like, I'm in line. She's like, Where at in line? Because I'm in line too. I was like, Yeah, I think I got a pair. But stay in line. They're gonna come to you. Just ask for a ten and a half. If they don't have a ten and a half, get an eleven. Never get to her. Damn. Never get to her because they out of shoes. So she get out of line. She's like, they ain't got no more. It's like, I got the ticket, so we'll see what happens. Go inside. The the manager was real boss about it. She was like, all right, scan me out for the shoes. Your shoes cost X amount of dollars. You'll be making a $5 donation to 
uh, the Children's Fund or whatever, or blah, 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 blah. And it says she did that for everybody, which was which was she should have did. Yeah. Fucking like, dude, you put me through all this. Y'all gonna do something right. to help somebody out with this craziness. <laughs> so I get the shoes, get back to the crib, so tired, so done, pass out, because it was just that insane. So the next, when I wake up, I'm just checking YouTube just to see how the release went for everybody else. Like It was like that across the whole country. Yeah. And that day sparked the whole raffling system, online raffling system. Which fast forwards me to August of 20, 2012, mm-hmm. I wore these shoes in my wedding. Because that's why I was like, yo, one, I got to get them because they're my favorite shoe all the time. Two, I'm going to kill them at the wedding with these yeah. motherfuckers on. <laughs> <laughs> so they re-released again yesterday. And I was so caught up in other things, Christmas shopping, yeah. work, just not really thinking. I didn't do my online raffles like I should have. Mm-hmm. So I was down to one source. So I could only try to get them off the Nike sneaker app. So I got them off the Nike sneaker app. They will be delivered to me. So I'll have another pair, a fresh, clean pair <laughs> of Concord 11s. Yeah. I love these shoes so much, my, man. My homeboy last night, man, I, uh, he's a huge sneakerhead, and he wears a size 13. Mm. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to holler at you for 2019. I think I'll be ready. And uh, he, he he was like, let me, let me take you. Let me take you down a trip. <laughs> so he come out, I asked him, did he have them? He brings them out. I'm like, man, these are my, I've never even held a pair. So I'm looking at him like, oh, man. He like, those ain't even seen carpet, bruh. <laughs> they, ain't, they ain't even seen carpet. So checking them out. And then when my wife asked him something. He come back with the with the with the blue uh, pennies, mm. and he like we're talking about the raffle system, talking about how people get sneakers now. He's like, I could probably sell these for two or three times, yep. you know what I what I pay for these. These are these are a hot commodity, yeah. Right? Like, and I'm just sitting back thinking he's talking about six hundred, seven. I'm like, man, like it it can be that, and, and people must be on that for mm-hmm. it to be such a craze. But I just never. I've never took that leap into that world. I've always just watched through the glass window. Like that looks fun. Looks like well, it's people. <laughs> it's people like myself that are sneaker collectors and sneaker rockers that dabble. Like, oh, well, these shoes are coming out. Let me yeah. flip them too, yeah. and maybe I can do something. And then there's other people who are strictly collectors. Then you got people that are strictly resellers. That's all mm-hmm. they do is resell sneakers. They could care less about the culture. They mm-hmm. could care less about how dope the shoe is. All they care about is getting their money. Yeah. And I don't not they hustle because if people like me are stupid enough to pay twice the amount for a pair of shoes, <laughs> right. you should do it to them. If they're there if I'm stupid enough to pay if the shoe costs two hundred dollars and I'm dumb enough to pay five hundred dollars, you should take yeah. advantage of me. That's what he, <laughs> he he said to my wife last night. He was like, you know how many pairs of shoes I have in there that I paid three fifty for? You know, that I that I done got, you know, Paid a little extra for, cause I had to have them. It's shoes he ain't worn. He got you know, year and a half, two years worth of shoes that he ain't touched. And I'm just like, see, that's the part about me. Like if I, if I buy the 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 Elevens, the first chance I get to rock the Elevens, <laughs> I'm rocking them. Yeah, for sure. You know, and then then it's like, then now I'm like you, like I mean, I don't wore these five six times. I need a fresh joint. I need something. gotta have so, shout it. Yeah, if I when I you know dabble into that world, I'm gonna have to be real. 
make sure I'm wearing these, not just, just oh, you know, yeah. butt naked Tuesdays or, you know, just <laughs> no regular night. Make yeah, make sure I'm a, it's I rock my kicks, man. Anybody that's out there involved in the sneaker culture that don't rock their kicks, man, rock your kicks, they supposed to be warm, baby. Yeah. They supposed to be warm. Why, why spend the money if you can't wear them? Just wear them. Right. They just shoes. They go come. And if anything I've learned, they going to re-release. Oh, yeah. Because it's big money to be had. They've they, This current release, they made over a million pair, and they all sold out. So think about how much money Nike is making off this one Just, yeah. one pair of shoes. That's crazy, and it ain't it ain't slowing down. Like no. it ain't, if anything, it, it, it slowed down to an extent where. Everything just doesn't sell out just because it's a Jordan or it's a Nike or it's a, a Yeezy. Mm-hmm. Like, but certain things you know are gonna sell out. Like these Concords, you know these gonna sell out next year when they release. Uh, what are they gonna release the Cool Gray Elevens? Those are gonna sell out. Yeah. It's like it, whenever they release uh, a classic color of a Jordan One, it's gonna sell out. It's like these, they got some Spider Man inspired Jordans. That's going coinciding with the new Spider-Man movie, the comic uh, cartoon movie that's coming out next week. Those are going to sell out. Like just certain things, you know, going to sell out. So it's up to you as the consumer to know what's going to sell out, so you can buy it to try to flip it or buy it because it's just you like it. So you know if, if you if, if if you're an OG in the game and have a lot of your shoes from high school, you winning out here. If that if if they dead stock, if if they dead stock, oh, you can kill the game. Like because older the shoe is. More valuable yeah. it is more more people want it. Like if so I it had, really can be an investment for somebody. Yeah, they, like if, if I had these from uh ninety five dead stock. Oh my goodness, through the and but you can't even you wouldn't even be able to wear them because they fall apart. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like and it'd be for what, show. Yeah, for, for <laughs> what a lot of people don't know is the type of glue that they use in shoes. If you don't wear the shoe, like the the heat from your feet keeps the glue active. So if you just keep them in a box, keep them in a box, the glue loses its adhesiveness and loses its ability to hold the shoe together. Yeah. So if you're just not doing that, the shoe just going to fall apart because you're not wearing them. So wear your sneakers. Who knew? Yeah, man. If your career in radio don't work out, I know where I can send you. <laughs> thank you. I know thank where you. I can send you. <laughs> yeah, man. One more thing we get up out of here, bro. Kevin Hart versus the Oscars. Man. Isn't that... <sighs> Let's let's just get right into it. Yeah. Man. Half of me, well, more than half, I think. The world is getting too soft for comfort, man. Like, yes, things offend people, but you can't expect a person who was eaten in two thousand nine, ten, eleven, whenever these first happened, who has changed his whole life. And his whole way of living and his income and his star power. (laughs) I mean, all that's changed. People just dig just to be digging. You know, like, it's a a comedian should never, and maybe maybe I'm a little biased. I have comedian friends. But comedians should never have to be like, you know, I'm not saying this or I'm not touching that. Because it's gonna offend too many people. Mm-hmm. If you if you come in here to be offended, you in the wrong place, man. You should come here to relax your shoulders, laugh at yourself, laugh at others. Mm-hmm. You know, have a good time. It just it it, it it tears me up, man, to see people be able to dig back in because you used the word fag or faggot like it wasn't in our lingo. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, you 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 come harping, 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 but. Yo, yo, president, Mr. 45. 45. 
his he ain't getting this. He ain't getting. He ain't this. getting this smoke. Yeah. My my perspective on it is twofold. It's it's one. How far can you go back in someone's past to dig up stuff? Yeah. And then on one side, I say, well, shoot, they they bring up stuff for Bill Cosby from the past that he did. They bring up stuff from Kevin Hart tweets. He's a comedian. Like, where does it end? Where yeah. what's what's okay? What's not okay? Yeah. When do at what point is I all right? Starting in the year twenty ten. From this day on, if you do something crazy, you did something crazy, then you get persecuted for it. Mm-hmm. If you did it before then, we give you a mulligan. I don't think that's right either, but like, it, I don't understand where does it start, where does it end. Yeah. Also, for Kevin Hart, he apologized for those tweets already. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to, that's the thing, you're not going to force a grown man, like you're not going to force me as a grown man to say I'm sorry. Right. Like that's the part that it's like, Trying to force I, I, my hand. I get it. I understand. But how many times do you want him to apologize? If you exactly. already apologized for it and moving forward, you want him to apologize again. That's where you got me messed up. Mm-hmm. Now, if he if this was the first time this thing has come up, then I would be like, you know what? You probably should apologize. But he's already apologized for it. Yeah. Like, yo, in that space, in that time, we weren't as aware as we are today. Yeah. I, Just like about like with music, like you don't hear like as much. You know what I'm saying? Derogatory um, songs about women. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you look at the Chronic album, you look at Doggy Style album, you look at those albums, You call, they calling women bitch on every verse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You more of a bitch than a bitch. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, it, it sounds great, but like, but like, man, oof, oof. like, and listening to it today and listening to how far we come and evolved. Mm hmm. It's like, man, you probably don't want to say that. But, you know what I'm saying? I've been to concerts. Matter of fact, I've been to a Puff concert. Um, not the one that you went to, by the man. way. <laughs> Still up there. But he made an announcement on there. It's like, yo, this is all positive energy. This is all fun. So when we saying the word bitch, it's not calling you a bitch. We just having fun. Yeah. Like, and, and, and that's what it is. And and, and there's a, a thin line between that because, I mean, you look. Remember, dude, Kramer? Yep. Remember he was, you're a nigger. Yep. It's, it's the delivery, I guess. Yeah. It's not what you say, it's how you it, say it. Some some get that pass from the from the masses and some don't. And right. there's no reason as to who Roseanne didn't get that pass. Right. You know, I think Bill Murray or somebody, somebody like, you know, other people have gotten the pass. Yeah. And there's not like there's there's no true standard as to why we're giving the pass and why we're not. Right. Cause I like if you go on YouTube. Go um dig up an old clip from Saturday Night Live. It's one of my favorites of all time. It's it's the great Richard Pryor yeah. and Chevy Chase, and uh they're playing like a word association game, and uh Chevy Chase is the doctor, Richard Pryor is the person in the chair, and he's just saying all these things, and then like Chevy Chase starts saying like uh racial undertones type of stuff, mm-hmm. and Richard Pryor is like honky, and then. <laughs> Eventually, Chevy say, Chase says, nigger. And he's like, dead honky. But in that, that we know Chevy Chase isn't using yeah. it in that context. It's a joke. Yeah. It's meant to be funny. Yeah. And like, I look at like another old clip from Saturday Night Live. Like, we talk about blackface and all that type of mm-hmm. stuff. Eddie Murphy uh, dressed up as a white man. Yep. 
And you remember that clip? And I he's do. on the bus, and yeah. it's like, it turned, all the black people got off, and they, like, they turned on this crazy music. And it's like, if something was like that to happen today, I don't think it would have the same reaction. Hell, look at white chicks. Yeah. Like, people now are offended by, have you ever seen this movie, White Chicks? That's offensive. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. not It's not the same. It's not at the all. same. At all. Like, like uh, another old ass movie, uh, Soul Man, C. Thomas Howe. Like it's it's that's meant to be funny. Mm-hmm. It's a joke. It's a big difference. People being people offensive bringing and being a joke. their insecurities and their problems into places that are meant to be where you can kind of have like the freedom of speech thing. Now it's just kind of like, am I really free yeah, to say yeah, what yeah. I want? Because you know certain people. On certain on certain lane, like 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 Meet Millie even said it on Breakfast Club interview. Like you know, if I say something here, or I get too deep. You know, I could I could be jeopardizing my freedom. Right. You know, I can't I can't dig into it like y'all want me to. Yeah. I'm scared. I'm willing to admit it. I don't want to go back. You know, it's like, <laughs> hey, I'm making lame. money out here. Like I, I get it. It's just I just I wish people would just sit back. You know. Get back to you got a problem with somebody or something. Go go figure out why you have that problem. Don't just take a few tweets, a few paragraphs from your favorite writer, yeah, and and make that your your way of life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it drives me crazy. And as I'm pretty salty about it for Kevin Hart because as people know, I don't think Kevin Hart is the greatest stand-up comedian in the world. But I he I think he would excel at that. That's yeah. something he excels at improv oh, yeah. and having a good time. Like a funny dude in general, like I think he would have hit that out the park. Oh yeah, and, and the Oscars is something you know that our people don't get too many right. opportunities to host or get right. the invite to be a part of in that nature. So on one end, it's like, damn, I wish you would have just, you know, what's what's ten seconds of you saying I'm sorry, and then by Friday or Saturday, we ain't even talking about this no more. Right. You know? I don't know. But then I, 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 I commend him. Yeah, yeah. Other end. You hold hold on to your own. Like I'm not re re apologizing for something Again. that I apologized for from years ago. That you know I, I was in a different time and space. Right. You know? Hell, my heart takes a few uppercuts every couple of years. Don't eh, yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> I tell him have DL Hughley host it and see what happens. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> see how see how he liked that exactly. one or Ari Spears. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, there it is, man. Another episode. You can't make this up. Podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. We out till next week. Peace.